Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, my talkers, it is 4 o'clock on a Wednesday. We're one hour through the humidity hump day, as Lori likes to cue it up. And, uh, yeah, let's get into uh, some more fun here on Lori and Julia. We got a lot okay. done in that first hour. Yeah, didn't we? We really did. And we're going to get even more done right now because we are going to, um, well, I should call this a big nugget because um, for your hump day, if... Uh, uh, remember when um, this little mini series of a romance uh, uh, came about, and we were like, "Wow, that couple, Rachel Bilson oh, and yeah. Bill Hader, oh, and yeah. Rachel Bilson from the OC, Bill Weird. Hader." We were like, and he had just come out of a marriage, yes. with like two kids, and we were like, "Wow, we didn't see this couple coming." Right, and she was with Hayden Christensen, and they have a couple kids together. Yes. And she was on that great show that we loved in the South. Oh yes, oh, I um, loved well, she it. was OC, and then she was she something was the, of Magnolias yeah, or she something. She was the Sweet doc, Magnolia. No, she isn't in Sweet Magnolia. She's in another one, but it was so hard of Dixie, hard of Dixie, hard of Dixie, which is so good on Netflix if you want to binge something. Yes, I love that show. Yes, yeah, so I love Rachel. So anyway, she. Um, was on a, she has a podcast and she had a guest, Mandy Moore on and, um, and she doesn't, uh, she had alluded at the time because those two, they made their relationship official at in January, 2020 at the golden globes. And, um, and then they broke up by July of 2020. And she has periodically talked about what a hard breakup it was for her to, to get over. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean he dumped her. Yes, and it was there was nowhere to go and nothing to and do. And she in COVID. was his bridge. Yes, okay. From yep. his marriage, and so, um, but it was Ray, such an odd couple. That's such an odd couple. But while the rest of us were just trying to cope with the ongoing pandemic, Rachel, I think, was um, suffering from the disappearing uh, D syndrome because, in another podcast, she was asked. Um, by her guess what she missed the most about her relationship, and she said his big D. <laughs> oh, yeah. I laughed when I saw that this morning. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, wow. Well, there she goes. There you go. And uh, you Way know, to put it out there. It came up again, and that's the biggest thing that she misses, and I, I love that salty answer. No bad pun intended. At least she's honest about it. Yeah. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and maybe, you know, she was demonized. You're so dogmatized. <laughs> You're so funny. By him. And she realized that was really the good thing. The that was only all good there thing. was. That's right. all there was. I, I was in the sexual aura. What do you call it, Lori? BDE. No, I know, cont- but she was oh, in. Orgasmic haze. Orgasmic haze, and she needed to wake up. Yeah. But yeah, I've never looked at Bill Hader and thought BDE. Never. Although, as Stefan. You never know. You never, never know. And as Barry, but, his character Barry is really quite quite good. Anyway. I, do you watch Barry? 
I watched the first season of it, and then I never went back. I've never gone back. Yeah. Um, how about here, this? Here we are. I've never gone back. Let's revisit some 10-year-old gossip, Julia. It's 10 years okay. ago, this week. What, so the year was 2012. That's right. And um, when life was life. This this actors, <laughs> this young actress's life was turned upside down overnight. She became one of the most despised people in Hollywood, even though the person that she got caught making out with was 12, 19 years older and married. And Kristen was in a relationship with Robert Pattinson. Kristen Stewart was busted. Oh. By that the that, paparazzi with and she was making out with in the, the parking lot of a grocery store with the director from the movie of Snow White or something. That's correct, Julia the Huntsman. The, the Huntsman, which is a great movie, by great the way, movie. great movie. Oh, she was she after that Snow traumatized White, her after Snow White and the Huntsman was released in 2012. She was caught on camera making out with Rupert Sanders, the director of the movie. Overnight, she became vilified. The fact that. You know, he was the one who was married. He was the he one. He was 19 years right. older. Even President Trump, who wasn't president at the time, he tweeted about it like 10 times and called her a scarlet woman. Really? And Twilight fans who loved her came after her for cheating on Robert Pattinson. The pictures were, they were like really up on like a reservoir. They were in a yes, canyon or something. But there was ones of her in the grocery store parking lot earlier in the day or something. I and a, and a paparazzi photographer who'd been tipped to follow Kristen trailed her and the married father of two to a secret rendezvous in the Hollywood Hills. According to the photographer, she'd been headed home from the gym when she got a call. Changed course, arrived at a, dirt, a deserted building. Then she met him, and then they've been making out. You know, yep. making out. And just um, in 2019, Kristen Stewart finally talked about it on a, on a show, and she said she was on on the Howard Stern show. Okay, and she told Howard. She said, "He said, why didn't you ever say that? You know, this was just right. You guys made it. You never screwed that guy, right?" And she said, "Well, who's going to believe me?" It didn't matter. It looked like, you know, you make out with a dude in public. It definitely looks like you must have had sex. And so I just thought I'm not even going to say anything. But um, that was just like. That when was you look horrible. back on it, when she was look, treated horribly. But if in her age, and I think of Monica Lewinsky, how Same. horribly she was treated. But I mean, Rupert's, women are villainized. Rupert Sanders' wife went on to divorce him, and she is married to yeah. that machine guy, or the music guy. Who she's crazy for, and they got married on the beach, and that was... Liberty she, something, yeah. her name is. So she got... Uh, who knows what happened to Rupert Sanders? Kristen Stewart is engaged to a screenwriter. Her name yeah. is Dylan Meyer. And so I just thought, yeah, it's interesting how all the vilification it's always landed on, on her, yeah. on the woman. It mm-hmm. always is, Lori. Yeah, I just, so I just am revisiting it so we don't make this mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened in August, and we were just like, oh, my. And I, I can't remember, you know, what we talked about it, but I know we talked about of it. Because we were well, just like looking at it every which from way. From sparkles to this. Yes. You know, Robert Pattinson to this. Right. And they, you know, they split up after this fling. And then yeah. they reconciled and got back together. And then they called it quits the following yeah. year. Yeah. Boy, they were, mm-hmm. you know, I was in somewhere in the stuff today. There's something about how um, 
how Taylor Swift wanted to have a role in, in Twilight, like the third one or something. Mm-hmm. She wanted to part in it. And um, asked the director, and he's like, you would take away. She wanted to be an extra. Yeah. Because she was a big Twilight person, Twihard or whatever we called them. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you would have taken away so much from it. But now I'm thinking, why wouldn't I have done that? I would have been able to meet Taylor Swift, you know, kind of thing. Right. But he said it would have been too much. I mean, those Twilight Fans, oh, they were, came at they all the hate was directed to Kristen it Stewart. Was so, Nothing towards Rupert, the married no. father of two, and almost twenty years older than his right. uh, leading lady. Oh, that w- I think of how horrible as a nineteen-year-old that must have been. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know how old she was in it, but they, he, yeah. they he was twenty years yeah. basically older. I than mean, she that's was. just and you know his his wife. Yeah, it ended that, that marriage. Mm-hmm. The the photos. And she was, and it's just making out. They really, really look like they couldn't get. It was kind of they were kind of hot pictures of each other. You you can tell they're in the orgasmic haze of the the making the movie, (laughs) which is a good movie again. It is a good movie. No White Knotsman. We loved it. Yeah, we did. All right, listen, we'll be right back with random thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. That is all it is. All right. True or false? Do limes float? I'm going to say that uh, based on my experience in Capri (laughs) and going to pretty, pretty, pretty restaurants and lemons are everywhere, they put lemons in vases and bowls and they float. But I asked you if limes. They float and limes sink. Limes do. Mm-hmm. But lemons so, float. Lemons and so, float. So everywhere you go in Capri, yeah. people have bowls of lemons and they're mm-hmm. floating. Floating in vases. Floating, floating in It's yes. so pretty. It's like, that's like almost a flower. The, the lemon, because isn't that in all of their, their dishware, you know, the blue? Yes, just the, the, lemon the yellow, plates. the lemons. You have lemons. your little Via Bargini platter in your yes, house. And yeah, yeah. lemons. Small lemons. So, so, yeah. I only know that from practical experience setting foot on the Isle of Capri after Casey threw up nonstop on the hovercraft for a straight half hour. And a nice little old lady gave him a pretty scarf and a bag to throw up in. That's lovely. I, I, this, this woman was in her 90s. Right. Was it was it choppy? Was the water choppy? Is yeah. that what you took from the cruise ship to get to Capri? Yes. Capri. It, Capri. Capri. Capri, yes. It um, was choppy, and mm-hmm. we were underneath yes where you feel everything more and casey was positively green (laughs) and i'm trying not to laugh you know i'm not the most sympathetic woman to be traveling Mm -hmm. with because i'm just like oh stop that he's like and then the lady next to me hands me a little a little lace scarf and a and a paper bag that's really sweet wasn't that That sweet really thoughtful of her and that we she chattered to me in italian and i spoke back in my Pigeon, Spanish, Italian, English. And French and Russian, as one does. Okay, so did you guys read in the paper, I think it might have been over the weekend, that there's a huge amount of money that's going to the IRS for auditing because they're so behind in their auditing. Mm -hmm. And a big chunk of money from whatever was signed last week or something is going to auditing again because they've been so understaffed. Mm -hmm. Well, in 1987, when the IRS started making people list their kids' social security numbers, because you always, if you listed your kids as dependents, 
before that, you never had to list their social security number. Right. You could just say 10 kids uh-huh. and take the deduction. Exactly. Yeah, good way to cheat. Right. And so in 87, when they decided to cut down in fraud, suddenly the very next year in tax returns, 7 million children who were claimed the year before suddenly disappeared. Disappeared, yeah. I believe it. That was crazy. Just, that was unbelievable. I just thought that was kind of funny. Like, uh-huh. that's a lot. We got to give a big shout out to Mackenzie Scott, who is Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, who is um, a billionaire philanthropist and has just vowed to give away almost all of her $40 billion. She makes these other billionaires look like Petty, she cheap really does. People, she's you know, a, she knows how to give away. She knows money. how to give. So yesterday, Junior Achievement North, which is a St. Paul-based education services out of Minnesota, which serves eighty thousand students in Minnesota, North Dakota, Western Wisconsin, and she said, "This is for you." And when she gives donations to these nonprofits, she says, "Do with it what you want." I don't need you. How much did she give them? She gave them one point nine million. Oh my this gosh. is That's the largest. Wow. Yes, this is the largest um, donation they've ever got in the history of um, Junior Achievement, and she's they. It's like huge, 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 huge. The huge. impact. The impact. Have. It's going to. She's have. given a lot of money to Minnesota she charities. She really has. I mean, I want to say she's like at fifty million or she something really, like that. She really has. And no um, strings attached. And she's got no that whole, her whole team of people that vet the, who More they give money to. More than $78 million she's given. $78 million. In the, oh. in the, what, three or four years since mm-hmm. they've been divorced mm-hmm. um, to Minnesota nonprofits. Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Twin Cities, um, Habitat for Humanity, the Boys and Girls Club affiliates, mm-hmm. your favorite. Um, St. Paul-based Planned Parenthood north of the Northern Central States. I mean. Good, good. I love her. I think it's just she could have a movie. That would be a great her movie. story. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you and I both have Hyundai's. So this is kind of making the national news right now about how um, there's a TikToker who decided to release a video on the easiest cars to break into our Hyundai and a Kia. Not a Kia, a Kia. Kia. Kay. Kias and Hyundai. Yes. Yep. Thank you. So here's a couple things you need to know about. If you have a key, you're in, you should be worried for a Kia or a Hyundai. But if you have a start button, it's not going to affect you. So depending on what your your cars are, but these are just some things because really, what did the TikToker do? Show people how to hot wire hot water using hot nothing wire. hot. Yes, hot wire, not <laughs> hot water. The people whose cars were stolen were in hot water. Yeah, right. Um, so they um. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
are, here's the things that, just do this if you have one of those cars. Okay. Use an anti-theft um, steering wheel lock. Lock your doors. Take your key fobs with you. Only nearly a third of all auto thefts have resulted from keys being left in the vehicle. What? Close your windows, park in well-lit areas, install an audible alarm system. But what you need, because you should immediately call 911, you need these things. And just put it on your phone. Okay. The year, the make, the model, the color of your vehicle, and your VIN number, which is on your dash. Everyone knows their VIN number for Mm -hmm. um, insurance reasons. Mm -hmm. Your vehicle identification number. Just keep those four things on your phone. So you can call the police because your car will right. no longer be there and you won't have your insurance card, which you keep in your car to call them. But you should also call your insurance company within 24 hours yeah. of your vehicle being stolen. Well, I think they call people call right away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've so been too. they've been getting jacked left and right. It's been crazy. Right. Oh, my so gosh. It's really, that fobs, damn TikToker. Yeah, the fobs make it almost virtually impossible for you to leave your key in, in your car. Right, so unless you're, right. yeah, unless you're physically locking the door when you get out for whatever reason, it's almost impossible to do that. Right. So, but yeah, they've been, it's been all over headlines the last like three months. Yeah, it has. So please be safe. And your VIN number, you would, mm-hmm. you would be sta- stranded nowhere and you would know, know, you would have to go home to get your VIN number. So this allows you to, you know, yeah. do something yes. very proactively right away. Proactively plus, right. Plus, I have the VIN number. If you have in the app for your insurance company on your phone, too, I, that's how I access my VIN is just oh, open up that. my insurance app and it's on your ID card or whatever, your digital ID card. So, yeah. See, you're one step ahead of you us. Are. We're still I'm, on paper. I'm just trying to be you, like you guys. Yeah, we're, just, we're still, we're such paper mamas. We really, we really are. Now, Lori, tell me if you think this is true or false. The legging effect. Oh, you know how I feel about leggings and lazy stomachs. I okay, mean, it's so made here. a whole generation okay. of women's. They have terrible core and they don't have good stomach muscles because people have gotten I saw you lazy wasted. Today, I'm lazy, lazy wasted. Yes, so that's the legging effect. The designer surgery right now, because of the ultra tight legging trends, which is called a labiaplasty, runs what? Well- a labiaplasty? Yes. That's like for your lips. I know your your <laughs> vagina are lips. In wearing this because <laughs> of this is true. The surgeries are on the rise. There's an eighty percent increase over twenty twenty one. Stop it, people! Just they have it. reasons. Yeah, uh, unless you know things are looking things are crazy. Like a Don't bat do that. down there. No, I know. Don't <laughs> a bat. <laughs> I saw a bat last night. A bat cave? No, but just like... No, don't even stop. Yeah, stop it. You're the one who brought it up. I know. Trying to pass it up. Yeah, you started a labiaplasty. We would still be uh, in the unknown. Josh and I and all the people that you've just now alerted to. That might be the number one title contender right now for the hour number two podcast. The labiaplasty. Just spell it right, Mm -hmm. huh? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I um I have some friends. Uh-huh. And um They've done this? No, no, no. But uh their name rhymes with labia, so I call them the labias. I bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> I'm sure you never there's a chance to remind them about what their name rhymes with. This would have been good for Monday for Sex Monday. Yeah, yeah right, it right. is. Okay, so Lake Mead, we've been talking about it's in um Nevada. It is the drought. It's the drought is affecting this lake, but they even found more skeletal remains, Lori. Yeah, there are probably up to five or six bodies. They by are. Now. It's it's the third time since May, but yeah. they'd have found some before. I mean, and always with barrels and concrete <laughs> by, nearby because uh, 
if that's, you're if that is something who owed money in Vegas, I think we're taken there and just dropped in. Yep. Yeah. More than that. Mm. More than that. But to to get to get the cement bracelet at the bottom of the lake treatment. Oof. The cement bracelet. Yeah, you had to do more than just owe money, you think? Yeah. All right. Okay, so Better Call Saul ended its glorious sixth season. Yes. Run on AMC Monday night. And I, uh, the ratings were the highest since uh, 2018. 1.7 million people tuned in to see what happened to Saul, a.k.a. Jimmy, a.k.a. Gene, Kim, and the rest of the characters. And it was... Emmy worthy from start to be to end, and um, uh, you know Bob Odenkirk was just spectacular as Saul, and he he just it just was such a perfect perfect ending, perfect how they did that that whole story, and you know it's too hard to you know describe it to you if you haven't watched it watched it, but just know that Better Call Saul. There's now going to be arguments if Better Call Saul, the prequel to Breaking Bad, it's is bad. not a little bit better than Breaking Bad. To me, they just were two of the best shows I've ever watched. So better than Sons of Anarchy, which you love. For oh a while. yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you know, better. Sons I haven't of watched it, so yeah. I'll go in and. It, it's it's just such an epic show, and um, Bob Odenkirk was on with. It was so strange. So Al Franken filled in for Jimmy Kimmel last uh-huh. night. Uh huh. I saw. Very, I thought he was nervous. He was very nervous. He was very yeah, nervous. I saw the beginning of it. And yeah. I think he talked about that he was nervous. And yeah. Bob Odenkirk gave an interview, and I want to say it was with Howard, where he talked about how miserable Al Franken made his life when he was a writer on SNL. Because Al Franken was a star. Right. And he... And and Bob I never Odenkirk, knew Bob Odenkirk. First, first of all, was a writer on SNL. Oh yeah, he talked. He famously did not get along with uh, Lauren Michaels. He was, you know, a young guy, and you I know, did not even know this. Okay, he, yeah, he came to his career late in life as an actor. Okay, we really met him so for the first for time. Yeah, we met him for the first time in Breaking Bad. So the movie Bad. premiere is going to be That's successful. Right. He's he was like forty five when okay. Breaking Bad came out because he just oh. turned sixty. So he was a writer, and you know he had a very funny sketch comedy show. But anyway, he didn't really like Al. Uh, or he didn't really like um, Al Franken. So mm-hmm. it was interesting that Al talked about how Al and his whole family were invited, which there's there were four of them, to watch the finale with the Breaking Bad cast on Monday night because Bob was going to be on the show. Sure, okay. And he, his funniest joke, I thought, was they were like, okay, everybody that's worked on this show has either worked on this show for six years or they worked on Breaking Bad and 15 years. So we're with all these people watching their show come to an end. And he said, my son, when we left, we were like, yeah, that'd be like us, you know, Showing up at the Vikings in the locker room at the at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, we did it. Shit. You know, I mean, yeah. he just was like, oh, I don't know funny. what we were even doing there. Right. Well, so that's that was funny. kind of a cute moment. But yeah, he definitely seemed no- nervous. And you know, Bob Odenkirk, though they, I mean, obviously there's no more bad blood between sure, whatever ha- yeah, yeah. happened back then for him to be to agree to be a guest. And then Rhea Seahorn came out who played Kim Wexler, and that was really you know. You, know. you really, I I know nothing about the show, but I mm. I know he's an attorney. 
Yeah. I love Rhea Seahorn. She MV, she was the MVP of that show, in my opinion. She it, did phenomenal. In this season, yeah, that yeah. that in the car rental or whatever, going to the airport. I mean, that yeah. she's she's just incredible. Incredible. Uh, she showed a lot of range, too, yes, and I loved it. Yes, very good. She did show a lot of range. So anyway, that is, it was uh, a great, I'm glad they had, you know, good ratings and all of that. The View uh, for the second year in a row is the most watched daytime talk show across network and syndication. Doing doing very well. 2.4 million, Julia. How? They came ahead of Dr. Phil, and then live with Kelly and Ryan is third in the Today Third hour follows that GMA three today with Hoda, the talk, Ellen, Kelly Clarkson. Those are the top rated. But in adults twenty five fifty four, live with Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. Is the uh, I believe it. You know. Yeah, I, I totally believe it. That they're they're the ones yeah. uh that come in first and um but anyway, so that's all good news for uh for the you day. know, for the for, for the, the view. view, they're probably very excited. And okay, do you so? Um, mm-hmm. you haven't been to the cabin in a while, but one of the games that I force people to play is password. Yeah, I like password. I like password a lot. Um, and you can get the app on your phone, and it's super fun to play. And I have you know the old password little things with the little nylon. Um, oh yeah, sheet that you put it in, and all of a sudden the magic, the word appears. Right. You know. Right. So it's something I love to play. But tonight. My boyfriend is going to be on Password at NBC at 9 o'clock. Um, good old Martin Short. Oh, is he on yeah. tonight? Yeah, so I think he would be a lot of fun to watch. I love him. And I wish I, I wanted that. I wish I wanted to watch, you know, that Murders in the Building. You and I just can't do it. I haven't even tried it. I tried one. I tried two. I haven't even tried it. So that's just laziness on my part in seeking out other, you know... Shows yeah. that just have a priority. You it's know? just laziness. It okay. is laziness because you you gotta it, on a streaming thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm kind of impartial to. Uh, I don't know. I like DVRing crap. So do I, and that's like why... I've already DVRed uh, HBO on Sunday night for House of Dragons. I'm not. Is it starting this Sunday? It's starting this Sunday. Oh, I didn't know. Uh-huh. It's all right. Thank you for reminding me. Is this me. one of those things that's available on HBO Max too? It will be yes. like the next day. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. It will be the next day. Uh, Julie, I always say to Casey, I need to be current on everything. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, you know, I just say I've got to be current on everything, uh-huh. and none of this next day next or day, day after. But we've had HBO. For years, since, the, since Sex and the City and Sopranos. Yeah, really? Okay, so here's the new show that Lori and I are both excited about, and it's dropping this Friday night on Apple Plus, and it's called Bad Sisters. Already, I love the title. And, well, and here, this is from Neil Justin today. Um, in the Star Tribune, instead of pining for another season of Big Little Lies, check okay. out the latest from the tireless Sharon Horgan. She wrote the TV show Divorce. Yes, that's Catastrophe. What she's in. Yeah, Catastrophe. Yes. She's from Catastrophe. Yes. I love her. So, in addition to being the lead writer, she stars as one of the five five siblings whose sarcastic wits are only topped by their love for one another. And one of the sisters plays Maud's mom in Sex Education. You're right. Kind That's of the rough who she looking is. Sister, and what and th- what they're willing to do when one of them gets trapped in an abusive marriage. Mm. It's much a funnier version than how to get away with murdering an evil spouse. It's supposed to be very. It, the trailer looks so. It fantastic. looks so good. So that is called Bad Sisters, sisters on Apple Plus. I'm kind of that one looked good. That one really looked good to me too. I know it. We love our TV. Mm-hmm. We love our TV.
I know, Casey and I kind of got sucked into a show your mom watched like six months ago, and I can't even believe she Tell me watched what it's it. Called. Slow Horses. And it's based on this English writer, this guy what who wrote channel? a book. It's, um, I think, yeah, you have to Google it. It's just like, it reminds me of The Bodyguard. Remember that show we watched with oh, Richard Madden? It. Oh, so is it a... The, a, a it's six episodes. Okay. Gary Oldman is in it. Uh, Kristen I, Scott Thomas yeah, is in so. it. it they and, have season one and two already. Okay, and it is like... Spy fiction. Spy fiction. So we re- I, I, I am kind of partial to spy Apple and Plus. procedural. It's, yeah, Apple Plus. I'm telling you, Apple Plus right now it's, would be the one streaming service... If you're thinking of adding something or just jumping on, you know, and just having it for three months, there are so many shows. Severance for all mankind. You know, you just told us we've got uh, bad bad sisters. sisters. And there's really a lot. The morning shows on. There's a lot. Whereas when Apple Plus first came out, there was nothing. There was like five shows. It was real, real slow. But they've got the money behind them and the stuff is starting to. Happen. Happen. But yes, yeah, Slow Horses, it's just fascinating because it is spy. It's MI5 and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a rogue unit within it. And uh, I love backstabbing. Thomas. We haven't seen her in anything in so long. She and she is playing. Mm. Oh, I uh, like this. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you'd like it. But it reminded Casey and I of like the bodyguard, which was. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know so when that great. was out a couple years ago. Yeah. And, it, and Richard Madden, I think, went on to yeah. take some movie roles or something. So, All right, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Meredith Marks, uh, she did an interview. Tell everyone who she is. She's on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And she was asked about Jen Shaw. And she said... Who has been indicted. Indicted. And get, pleaded guilty. She's going to be sentenced in November. Yep. She said, whether you're guilty or not, it's so easy to say something that could be spun to incriminate, incriminate you. I, I think it was really gutsy she stayed on. I do. I don't think I could have under those circumstances. But I think they were done filming before the final hammer came down. So it's not it's not going to matter whatever she said on there because they already had, they already her, had her dead to rights yeah. on everything. So I would agree with that 100%. I think I it's risky of Meredith Marks to keep putting so many injectables in her face. She is starting to look like a Kardashian. She's a Kardashian meets Leah Michelle from Glee meets... Um, Nadia Suleiman. Yes, meets the Aquamom. Mm-hmm. People really change their looks because they're watching themselves on TV. And I don't know, I guess you just get out the magnifying glass and you're not happy with your look. And and then you decide you're not going to look anything like what you used to look like. I mean, even Teresa Judice, you know, I've seen some clips going around. Supposedly, she's put down an ultimatum with Bravo that either she goes or Melissa and George and Joe go, you know, having this fight. I don't know if that's true or not about the ultimatum, but there's been a lot of back and forth online and people are sharing clips. Even Teresa's face has changed so completely. Oh. She's got had a couple new nose jobs. Her boobs, her lips have gotten so big. The injectables, the hair thing. I mean, you just really become in a more extreme version of yourself, I guess. And, you know, we haven't been on TV, so we don't know what that TV effect is, but man, oh man. I had an HD picture done the other day, and I just thought, wow. Yeah. There's a lot there. Can you please back up? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there. It's it's 
I'm so grateful. That, I mean, can you imagine being on TV like that and always? Uh, but they really all changed their face quite a bit from boobs. the first to it's second gross. season. It yeah. really is gross. It's Well, I, we don't know the body dysmorphia yeah. that you have by looking at yourself. And then I just always, you know, I think you have, a, have to have a lot of, you know, confidence about look at me to be on a reality show in the first place. 100%. Because that is the one thing I'm nervous about our, you know, film festival oh, film that we have to make. One time I think we read, Josh, that for 60 minutes of a, sh- a reality show, that it takes like 80, 80, hours, 80, 80 hours, hours of filming, of filming per to hour. Get, something yeah, like that. Something, yeah, yeah. something ridiculous. Something really, really horrifying. For a scene or what, what are we no, talking about? For an hour. For yeah. an hour. Oh, so it would gotcha. take 80 hours of filming to make one hour of content. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't Our that. director is going to be brilliant. Vanessa's going to be brilliant. She's going to guide us. I'm, I'm like. most excited for your guys' film. Well, that's because the pressure's on. The, the most pressure's of the train wreck. OBS. We know. Right. We, already, we know our role around right. here. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Hollywood Speak. So, what are you trying to say? is the meaning of this all right what is the meaning of this so uh julia yes sir um here's the thing all right here's the statement here's the story talk about last minute people have lives and commitments they can't just drop everything because <laughs> this couple wants them to why couldn't they have just done this in la um uh, there's so many beautiful places to stay. Everyone wants to party with them, but geez, we got to drop everything at the last minute and travel across country. I know what this is about. I do too. What is it? Going to the Atlanta to the island where the house is for Ben and Jen. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. You know what? I think um, because remember, they just only got married a month ago. So that was last minute. So you know, no one's had this date on their calendar. Right. It's yeah. literally the prime of August. Yeah, the prime I of August. Yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. where they're coming from. So people are not. I think people with lives and commitments should just go about their lives and commitments and not worry about going to Savannah to the island. It's actually an hour away from Savannah. Oh, this is planes, trains, and automobiles. That's too much work. It really is. <laughs> yep. They could have had a fancy party in Bel Air that everyone could have gone to. Could have, yeah. should have. But maybe it's being sponsored. Or they're no. getting a movie, or I don't even know. No, it to me, it's so J-Lo. And I am going to, you know, read on the J-Lo newsletter. You know, I get subscribed to that. Um, Because even though... You gave them your email. Yeah. One email that someone has of you. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) it is someone that has it. But I mean, it is so J-Lo in the sense, no, no, I don't want a big wedding. Well, I wouldn't either. It's your fourth, honey. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, I, I let's just run away to Vegas and then we'll just have a party. Oh, let's have it at your plantation mansion, you know, which, you know, even that. And let's have it in the August. Okay. This August. Yeah. And we'll just have everyone come and whoever can come can come. My and, goodness. And it's your week with the kids and it doesn't need to be any big deal. But I am getting a dress from, you know, Valentino. You know, it's just <laughs> so J Lo. It's so me, 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 mm-hmm. me, me. And like, um, yeah. She needs a lot of attention. Yeah. I, I just, I, whoa. I know. Ugh. Whoa. Yeah. I, I'm being the newbie to all of this. Is I that what you are, Josh? Yes, are you the I am. newbie? I am, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I, so, page six post, posted this article the other day, and I read it. The first thing I read was J Lo wants all the spotlight to be on her. 
Well, now, I'm, now I'm kind of familiar with how, who's kind of, I guess, wearing the pants in this uh, whole thing. Yeah, well, I don't I know think, about that. I do think that their friends are annoyed that they're expected to fly across country from L.A. where most of them live. It might be easier for the East Coast friend for this thing when it, you know it wasn't planned in Someone's, advance. But, yeah, but does Ben last... want the spotlight that as bad as she does? I don't, yeah. think, I don't know if he does or not. I don't, I don't know either. Don't know. He's going to have a hard time because he, he had a hard time with the paparazzi. Yeah, this, he doesn't so like this the cigarette be... photos. So. Yeah, this okay. is going to be brutal. All right, I'm going to show you a picture, Julia. We didn't post it. We decided it wasn't safe for work, but Kid Kudai is on the cover. Kudai? Kid Kudai? Kid Kudai. Kid Cuddy, thank you, is on the cover. He's a rapper. He does yes, 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 collabs. Yes. I know the he, name. He's great, but he's on the cover of Esquire magazine wearing nothing but a sock. He's a good-looking guy. He's a real good-looking guy. He is naked wearing a sock, taking a page from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But he is so good in this interview. Okay, tell me. He's been fu- publicly feuding with Kanye West over the last year. I think Kanye does. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? I know it. Here's what he said, told Esquire. Uh, He was asked about Kanye. And they had a falling out. Kanye cut Kid from his Donda 2 album over his friendship with Pete Davidson. (sighs) Okay? Yeah. Because Pete was at the time dating Kim Kardashian. And here's what he said. I'm not one of your kids. I'm not Kim. It don't matter if I'm friends with with Pete or not friends with Pete. None of this bleep had anything... To do with me. If you can't be a grown man and deal with the fact that you lost your woman, that's not my bleeping problem. You need to own up to your bleep like every man in this life has. I've lost women too, and I've had to own up to it. I don't need that in my life. I don't need it. I love it. I love it. Very bold, but you want to know what? Truer words were never spoken. He's the biggest baby we've ever met. Yeah. He's the biggest adult baby that we know, Mm -hmm. except for one other person, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah. He's a big adult baby. And then uh, Kid went on to say, do you know how it feels to wake up one day, look at your social media, and you're trending because someone's talking some bleep about you, and then you got this person troll sending you messages on instagram and twitter that bleep pissed me off then he had the power to bleep with me that week then he used his power to bleep with me that pissed me off you bleeping with my mental health now bro well you know this is a very interesting thing so it's gonna take a bleeping bleeping miracle for me and that man to be friends again i don't see it happening he's gonna have to become a monk (laughs) i i absolutely love that he said this because Bottom line is, Pete Davidson, think of what he's put him through. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and he was going back to trauma therapy or something. I mean, the kid's dad died in 9-11. He was a firefighter in the towers. He's, he's had He's been the most out loud person on SNL about his... Mental uh, illness. And he even did a very funny skit about a year before he started dating Kim, or maybe two years, where he like begged Kanye to get some help. Yeah, because he struggles with it himself. Yeah. And so for in everything Kanye puts these people through these individual targets, he's a, such an awful person. And I don't care if he's struggling with mental illness. Yeah. He's awful. Yeah, he he's is. had every opportunity to yeah. make good. Yeah. And he just can't. We've... He's an awful, narcissistic baby. Preach he should it, just Julia. wear a diaper around him. <laughs> I mean, he bugs me so, so much. Okay, I'm a fan of you reading Kanye the Red as, and now I'm a fan of Kid, how do I say his name? 
Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. Cuddy, like a like a like Cuddy Sark. Cuddy Shark. Cuddy Sark. Is it Sark? I thought it was Cuddy Shark. It's Cuddy Sark, the whiskey. It, or his last name is his name is Scott Miscuddy, uh-huh. and he's known as Kid Cuddy. That, Kid the, Cuddy, the, I yeah. got it. Thank you for that. Anyway, I'm a fan after looking at Remember this cover. When someone gave us, and I'm a fan covers? after someone being so frank and talking it. about beef. I, I love it. Plus, their song from 2011, "Erase Me," is one of my favorite all-time songs. It's yeah. so good. So, and kind of know, a bummer, but I, I love that the fact that he spoke out with this. So. You can't. You people cannot abuse people like this. And social media is wicked. And there's yeah. so many people out there. I just yeah. This man is dangerous. Well, we posted his dangerous bags of Yeezy Gap clothing on Ugh. our show page today. I hope no one went. I wish people would just stop. Those slides are so bad. Well, and you know what? Selling his Yeezy Gap t-shirts out of big trash bags is a metaphor for the fact that these buying this stuff is a load of trash. It's like, but he's he's doing it as a tribute to the homeless. I mean, so it's gross. so gross. Go give them your stuff then. Yeah. Go give the homeless people money because you're a billionaire according to the forbes yeah i hate him it's the stronger words i know people are really not happy i mean he not happy about selling clothes out of trash bags saying that you're inspired by homeless people are like such a gross you see the plight of the homeless see that these are humans who are suffering not artsy edgy people that you admire it's so uh it's just so it makes you wanna. It makes you it's wanna. Cringeworthy. It's, 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 it's cringeworthy. And if if anyone was friends or married to this person, you would just. Say, I wouldn't. You yeah. can't come home anymore. Yeah, I know. You're you're done. But I mean, I would never buy a three hundred sweater out of a trash bag on the middle of a gap floor, um, after people are throwing things out on the floor because they're trying to find their size. It's just gross. I hope no one went. That well, would just be the ultimate. <laughs> it's being sold out of trash bags. My goodness. And, uh, you know, I think they're roasting him quite a bit today. And I love it that he just said it word. I mean, please. Yeah. Prince Charles told some politicians he was at an Edinburgh fringe event and he came over and he said, hello, nice to meet you all. I'm nowhere near how they portray me on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready because season five is going to be real, real bad on you, Prince Charles. And Dominic West is playing you. See, I think he got hopeful the young Charles, played by Josh Charles, was so good. He was so good. So, so. And he showed his plight so bad, like this ignored child, grew up with nannies, never had access to his mom. Yeah, so the first two seasons, but yeah, then starting, but I I love that Charles is saying that. I mean, that's kind, that's really pathetic. Gird your loins, Charles, because when season five comes up, it's just a TV show. Yeah, but the fact that he is saying that, it makes you know they're all watching it and talking about it. silly. Oh, Lord. All right, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk, where you can download our app, win great prizes, and we're always streaming, and we we are on from 3 to 6, 7, Monday through Friday.